Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, March 19th, and I am uh, your host, Dave, and this is the Mile High Podcast. And with me tonight, it's a very intimate setting. It's just me and my good buddy from the north, Mr. Mike Santori. How the hell are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, this is kind of weird. Usually, uh, you know, there's it's, others. It's really, yeah, we have like four people, five people. We're always talking over each other, but. Uh, this is a very intimate episode. It's me and yes. Santori. Um, this is part two of our favorite concerts series. Uh, last week, we had uh, singer-songwriter Amanda Hawkins on. Uh, we had Christy from the Potter Girls podcast. Um, and we were talking about our favorite concerts. And that was more geared towards um, some of the lighter concerts and a little bit more poppy, a little bit more um, not as dark as uh, me and Santori like to go. And uh, me and Santori, man, we're metal guys. And so metal concerts are just a completely different experience. And so I thought we needed to dedicate a whole episode uh, just to the metal concerts. And so uh, Santori, my buddy, um, I'm going to tell a story about Santori real quick before I uh, hand it over to him. Um, so Santori and I, I, we've never, like we had never met. Uh, we only met like a couple years ago, right? So yeah. there's this bar down the street from where I used to live and James used to live in DW. It's this place, like this dive bar called Pitchers. And when I, I got invited to have beers because uh, uh, Mike Santori was in town. I'm like, I've never met this guy, but they're like, oh, I'd like to go hang out with my friends and drink some beers. And within like two minutes of stepping in, I was like, this motherfucker looks just like Maynard from Tool. And I, I was like, hey, dude, like you look like made it from Tool. And then we just like, we became best friends. We talked to fucking Tool shows, Perfect Circle shows, metal shows for like two hours. And we went and we became uh, best friends and brothers ever since then. And so uh, Absolutely. me and me and Satori, we're like the metal guys of our of our group. So this is, group, uh, yeah. uh, uh, show me your shirt. I must show your fucking shirt. Fucking Slayer. Yeah, right. we've seen so many metal shows. We really <laughs> bonded over that. So right. Uh, Without further ado, Mike Santori, how the hell are you and what are you up to? I'm good. I'm up to absolutely nothing. Just, you know, chilling, living day by day. Um, yeah, just taking it easy. Just taking Can't it really, easy? Just yeah. taking it easy, you know. Um, not traveling as much as we were a couple months ago, so we're recuperating and then um, trying to figure out what's the next move. And uh, we're probably going to figure that out in the next couple of weeks. So we'll keep everyone posted, let everyone know what we're up to. But as of right now, we're just taking it easy and, you know, relaxing. Nice. Considering, in fact, I just came back from Texas on Monday morning. And we drove like 17 hours straight all night long until the morning. So, Ooh, Texas, man. Ooh. Yeah. That's a grind, bro. That's a grind. <laughs> it, it is. It was, it, was a, it was a nice visit, though. I had a good time. Right on. What? Yeah. How was your Texas visit? Because I know Texas like rolled back all their regulations. How that? Yes, go? they did. Oh, it went all right. I mean, you know, we we were staying with her friends, and they're good people and everything. And 
<clears throat> we went out Friday night and then Wednesday they took away, you know, they mandated everything to be like, you know, no mask mandation. So of course we went out on Friday night and we went played pool and we're in a smoky bar and there was all kinds of people not, you know, no one was wearing a mask. So, you know, we, we blended in. I was real nervous about that. As a matter of fact, next day, number one dick, Mary Beth, she didn't feel good. So we actually went to urgent care. She got wrapped to COVID negative and it just turns out to be a virus, but I don't think I had anything to do with the bar or anything per se, but it was definitely weird. Definitely like premature in my eyes. And then, so I kept the, the mask going everywhere else I went. And it was funny because every time you wear a mask, you get dirty looks. People yeah. look at you like you're stupid. And it's just like, you know, I, I just don't want to be that person just in case that I might come across that. And I turned out to get some person sick. You know, I don't want to be that person. So I wear it out of respect, you know. And I mean, I'm not really much worried about myself, but I'm just worried about others. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's good, you know, and that's one yeah. thing I love about you, Santori. Like, you're a very <laughs> selfless individual. Like, you're always willing to help out anybody. Right. And uh, like, you can see every time I say that, like, the chat uh, always blows up because everybody agrees. Like, you're you're one genuine dude, and you're like genuinely a good guy, and you're always willing to help out. So, uh, Rob Roberts wants me to say that you are quite the pool player. So, tell me about this. <laughs> so, are you a fucking shark? Um. No, no, no. Actually, Rob, Robert, and I, we were, we were in a league for like a couple of years. And uh, and the league is uh, like if you, um, you and your team like proceed to do really well and you beat the other teams, you get a chance to go to Vegas. And um, <laughs> clear, uh, good memory of me. I was, we were down to this last team and, and it happened to be me and I was, you know, playing against the, other person and this is for the vegas this was for all the money and i fucked up <laughs> i choked and i either, I, I didn't make the nine ball in it went the other way and i lost and i ever since then always felt guilty and bad because rob robert had never been to vegas and i always thought you know i want to get you to vegas and and i let him down but i hopefully he'll go to vegas another time another chance but yeah that we, you know, we, we, we played in the league for two years and, you know, I, I was good for a couple of years. I'm, I'm rusty, you know, but I can play pool, but I'm not no shark. I'm not no fast Eddie or Minnesota fast by all means. I mean, I enjoy it. Bowling and pool. I'm just really good at those games. And, and if I ever get back on, into golf, I'm, I, I enjoy that too, but I don't see me playing golf anytime soon. But if I do, I usually try to do really good. But anyway, yeah, pool. I love it. I'm pretty good at play, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't golf. I, I'm, I'm okay at, at bowling. I'm one of those dudes that like gets like the eight pound ball and throws it as fucking hard as it can down the alley and try to blow out the <laughs> pins as hard as possible. Right, I have, for, for a fat dude, I have remarkably thin fingers, and so I can stick my fingers in the smallest of holes. And so, like, I will get the 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 light balls that would just fucking rocket it down the alley i do pretty well that way uh but golf i'm not a golfer i'm i play a lot of golden tea you know the yeah all right the machine i'm pretty good with that but put i'm pretty good with i was a, a pretty good athlete when i was growing up in yeah i was i was a hell of a baseball player hell of a football player but i was also not gifted with i was a short fat kid who was very <laughs> gifted talent like uh athletically 
And so right. I, I got overlooked a lot for shit because like this fat kid can't really hit. And then I can fucking hit like, you know, no one's business. Um, I have a, I, you know, we played a lot of street football in my day and I was, I was a good fucking quarterback. So, right. Um, so, you know, I'm just uh, here hanging out in Denver. I was working at Starbucks. It's busy. Uh, it's getting busy. Uh, we just got done with a fucking huge-ass blizzard earlier this week. Yeah, how was it? It snowed. Man, that's fucked fun? everything up. I mean, it so was like – it wasn't like – we were in, like, Texas, where Texas just, like, came to a grinding halt. But right. a couple days, you know, we paused for a little bit. And uh, but it's been, like, 60 degrees the last two days, so all that snow was melting. Uh, I can't. I, I moved to Colorado in 2003 and I was there for March 17th blizzard. Oh man. And the day I showed up, they shut down the town for two days. Did they shut down the town at all? This yeah, time? a little or? bit. Yeah. Um, like Starbucks never closes and they closed me for two days. So, you know, that's how, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure right. Waffle House was still open because Waffle House is always open, right. but Starbucks is closed. Right. Um, yeah, shut down. So let me ask you this question because, so you were here, for this big ass blizzard you come to the town you blow in there's a big fucking blizzard and then you come in a year ago at the same time and fucking colorado gets shut down to covid do you think there's any correlation there's a little, between little, you yeah, a little, little coincidental little, little connection yeah, yeah i'm seeing the connection here, that, that was that was a running joke too because like you know well last time i came here i shut down the whole town and then this time i came here i shut down the whole world <laughs> colorado doesn't want me to live there apparently i don't know but yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny because we did talk about that. Me, D, W. I'm like, you know, right? Last time I was here, yeah, I shut down the whole town. This year, I shut down the whole world. And he's like, I knew it was a bad idea to have you come. He's like, you're banned. Never let you here ever again. So uh, now I, I got now for me to come back, I have to get a petition according to D, W. Of natives, not people that have lived there, but who originally are from Colorado, to say it's okay for Mike Santori to move back. So well, I'm on the council of natives and I will vote in your direction. Well, thank you. Let him know I will that. vote you back in. I will good, good. repeal your ban. <laughs> but if anything, if I get sick or uh -huh. if anything happens to me because you've moved into state, then yeah. I will uphold this ban forever. You're no, right. never to allow me. Then we'll have like, you know, ill clause or something like that, just in case, you know, that if you do sign it, then, then there'll be like a little backtrace just in case uh, if you do get sick. Then exactly. You, it's a clause. You, you, yeah. Your vote doesn't count anymore. It's excusable if you get sick. So I hope you don't, but we'll see. All right, man. Um, so, you know, Mile High Podcast, we are a weed show and Minnesota is a weed friendly state. So, uh, <laughs> no. What are you smoking tonight, my friend? Well, we well Minnesota is not a weed friendly state. We're not legal. I'm doing this all illegally. Really? Yeah, oh. I know. What I so meant I was, is, yeah, Mike Santori is in a very weed legal state, which is not Minnesota. Right, exactly, as far as you know. But basically, I got my weed from a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that saw a guy that might have something. So that's what I got. All right, <laughs> and here in, in friend the friendly confines of Aurora, Colorado, where I have a weed store, literally a quarter mile of away, I could walk to my weed store. Uh, I am smoking White ninety nine uh, from my friends over at Lightshade, which is right down the street. So we love our friends over at Lightshade. Um, what are you watching, man? I know you. What am I watching? You, what? Yeah, what are you well. watching? Well, I just got done watching um, the first season, the only season of Freaks and Geeks. I don't oh, know if you ever watched show. that show. Yeah, I never watched it. My friend, uh, 
he turned me on to it. He's like, you know, Hulu's got it back on. You should check it out. So I finished doing that. Um, been watching a lot of uh, Office reruns for some reason. Comedy Central loves display that. Watch the South Park vaccine. I thought that was great. I think that was a lot better than pandemic episode. So I'm just pretty much sticking to the regular basic cable stuff that people throw at me. Um, I do want to check out a couple movies like uh, One Night in Miami. I'm looking into looking into that movie. I want to check that out. I think that's going to be good. Um, but yeah, what about you? What, what, are you, what are you watching these days? Oh man, I, I watched so much shit, Santori. So yeah. Um, so I just I right before the show, like an hour before the show i finished uh, falcon and winter soldier the first episode which was great i mean uh if you watch any of the wandavision uh you know it started off very slow and then it finally ramped up man right. i mean for falcon and winter soldier it was like right off the bat boom just action is crazy uh like you've never seen action like this on a, a tv show even a streaming show you haven't seen action like this so uh right. really great start to that season um i watched a couple movies this week um, first one is one that I had never heard of until it got nominated for a bunch of uh, Academy Awards. It's a movie called uh, Promising Young Woman. And it, it's, it's so hard for me to even describe what this movie is. It is it's a very different kind of movie, but it's a very poignant, very uh, timely kind of story about like survivors of sexual assault. And uh, so it's a very serious movie, but also some funny parts in it. Um, I highly recommend that a fucking an ending that you will not forget anytime soon. It was one of the most unexpected endings that I have ever seen in a movie in a very long time, but it was a great movie. I definitely recommend that. And then literally 15 minutes before I came out here. So I've been watching this over the course of the last three days. I finally finished the Snyder cut of justice league, the four hour and two minute justice league. Um, and I, I would, I didn't hate the first one, but this one is much better it's about two hours too long. Uh, they could have very, very much condensed it. And the ending sets it up for a movie that it will never happen. Like the big Justice League 2, like it, you, you can see that it ends setting up for another Justice League movie that will never come. That whole team has been pretty much broken up. Like uh, Batfleck is gone, which I, I enjoyed Ben Affleck as a Batman. Um, Henry Cavill's gone as Superman. So it's basically like, you know, the team's broken up. And like the whole movie is like, Bruce Wayne brought everybody together. And then they're like, well, they can't do that again because Bruce Wayne's not even part of the DC universe. And so neither is Superman. So, uh, so but that's a, definitely a good one. That's on HBO Max. It just came out. It's free. Uh, definitely recommend that. Um, but uh, really what I've been watching, I gave, uh, I always give homework when I do these shows. I always give homework <laughs> to folks. And this week I told Santori, man, like, just go on YouTube and just watch a heavy metal video uh, or a concert and just kind of get back in that frame of mind. And I've been watching a shitload of concerts of bands that I've seen before. Like a lot of them that I've, I've pretty much everybody that I watch on YouTube has been bands that I've seen before. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of concerts this week. So uh, tell me some of the concerts that you've been watching. Well, I, um, uh, doing a lot of like, there's some like, rock stars that when they do pass away it hits you pretty hard you know and then there are some that don't like Kirk Cobain died a lot of people got you know hurt and wrecked by that it did affect me a little but not as much as Eddie Van Halen him passing so 
I've been going back watching a lot of old school Eddie Van Halen, like David Lee Roth stuff, like especially time like now because Van Halen music is just like so like energetic, and I think that's what for me the way things are in this world. You know, I mean, I just need a little energy, a little bit positive, and just you know some good hardcore rock and roll guitar solo, and that would be you know <clears throat> Eddie. I've also uh, been going back and looking at a uh, 1980. Uh, Pink Floyd at Earl's Court doing the wall. I watched that a lot. And then I've been watching Tool, live Tool, especially in Colorado, 2019, uh, November of 2019. I think they were in Colorado. Oh, no, it was 2020, uh, February 2020, Colorado. Um, I don't know exactly what arena they were at, but I've been watching that. And uh, you've seen Tool before, right? Like, yeah, you seen Tool I've seen, yeah, I've seen how Tool was, live. And I, yeah. How was it? Tell me your experience with Tool. Because I think Tool. you and I have very different experiences with Tool, even though you look just like Maynard. I'm sure you got, like, stopped <laughs> by a bunch of people. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be singing here soon? <laughs> right? No, no one bothered me at the show. But uh, I've had people in the past just like, oh, you know, hey, you look like Maynard. I'm like, hey, thanks. Um, um, my show, it was uh, 2012, which was actually pretty cool. It was February 2012. And... Uh, it was in Florida and uh, me and my boys went and uh, it was good. I mean, we were, uh, you know, we were kind of over bold, but it didn't matter because you could see everything, the stage and the lights, just the whole show with the like, you know, background drop and everything, just the way that it is. And, and uh, it was just, it was a good show. It was great. Um, music was great. The visuals were great. Um, and then about in March, it was kind of funny because I think he was in between doing both bands. But anyway, I got to see Pusifer the same year. And uh, that was more intimate. Um, it was a small venue. He, uh, he like when you, as soon as you walk in, they're already like trying to you know, warn you about do not film, do not use your phone to film. It's, you know, Maynard's wishes, whatever. And then you understand why, because just the stage was very small and there was like a little RV. They had the band and they had him and he had the girl and they had like a little campfire. So it was like really cool. And plus you're like listening to music that they're playing. Pussifer described for me as like desert music, you know, and that's the kind of like sounded like it, it portrayed. It was, it was a great show, but yeah, Tool was great. And then um, always a pleasure to see Adam Jones on the guitar. I think he's a, I think he's an underrated guitar player. And, um, but yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, so uh, I I saw Tool down in Colorado Springs, and this is I want to say like 2010, 2011. Like I had never seen it. I uh, was fucking jacked to go see Tool, and my favorite song. And this sounds like such a poser, of course. Um, <laughs> Let's hear. My favorite fucking Tool song is "Sober." Sober. Right. Uh, that's right. how that was my entrance into the world as Tool. That I still fucking listen to Tool to this very day. I listened to Perfect Circle. I listened to Pussifer, but all because of Sober. And right. first of all, if you've never seen a, a, a Maynard show, right. let alone a Tool show, I've seen Tool in a Perfect Circle and in um, in, in a, a Perfect Circle and Tool. But right. He's a weird fucking dude. Like when he performs, I have some crazy stories about Maynard, but Tool starts playing, like they start playing and Maynard's singing but you don't fucking see him at all. Like he is nowhere to be found on this stage until yeah. like in the second or third song, the fucking, the, the stage goes to blacklight and there's this weird fucking dude, like 
doing like these crazy fucking motions in the back, like behind the drummer. And that was fucking Maynard. And then the lights turn off and then you don't see him again. And it was the weirdest fucking show. But they didn't play sober. I was so fucking bummed. We paid. <laughs> we, we, the, t- the show was um, sold out. So we bought scalp tickets. Um, and all I want to do was hear sober. And the show was great. Um, we saw Mashuga, who is a, a band sure. that I, I've known for a really long time that people all of a sudden just discovered. Um, right. Um, but they didn't play sober. I was so fucking bummed. And I was like, like the show was great. The music was great. But the only downside was they didn't play sober um man so i was saying like maynard does weird shit when he is on stage like he doesn't like to be up front um do you know why and i i uh, a friend of mine told me why he actually read into this the reason why maynard stands next to the drums is because he couldn't hear himself out in front so when he's next to the drums he can hear everything which is a perfect idea for you know loud rock bands that lead singer should be by the drums that's why he's not in front. It just has something to do with um, hearing and this sound. That's that's why he does and Not to be a weirdo, which I always thought he was. Well, he also no. doesn't want to, he wants the art to, he doesn't want to be in front of the art. He wants right. to be a yeah. part of the art. So right. um, I, when I saw him with the perfect circle, I saw him as a perfect circle twice. One, right. he was headlining up at Red Rocks, which is a great fucking show. And he sang right. behind a tree the whole time, like <laughs> like up in front of the stage. They had a tree, and he sang behind the tree. So nice. and then uh, so one of my favorite concerts, I'd say like my one of my top five favorite concerts of all time was A Perfect Circle, and Nine Inch Nails. And first of all, we took DW. That was his first metal show, and you'll right. see in my stories. I like to bring people in to metal right. shows. Like hey, like James has never been yes. to a metal show, so I'm like, you got to come to a metal show. So yes. I convinced DW to go to this Nine Inch Nails Perfect Circle, and he got there. Was, he didn't know what the fuck to expect, man. Nine Inch Nails starts playing, and he gets plinked on the top of the head with a boot from some fucking knucklehead <laughs> that was crowd serving. So he's like, "I'm never coming to a metal show again." But Maynard, so Perfect Circle opened for Nine Inch Nails, uh, and fucking Maynard was seen behind this like long fucking hair. I told the story last week, so if you guys are watching both episodes, you're gonna have to suffer through this story again but maynard singing like fucking Poor long bastard. ass hair and he was singing the whole time with, underneath the, his hair and then the very last song was judith which is a great fucking song and there's this part at the end where he just like hits this long minute long note and he hits this song and he leans back and he rips his fucking wig off and the motherfucker was bald the whole time i'm like what the fuck does happen i mean like that's the crazy shit I have ever seen in that concert. I mean, like, Vayner. yeah, Vayner is just a weird fucking, he's a genius. Uh, he used to be a stand-up comedian in Santori. May you, uh, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, really? he was, he was, he was, I could see him being funny. Yeah. I could see well, that. You know what? I've never seen the two of you guys in a room together. I'm not, still, <laughs> I'm still not convinced that you're not actually Maynard himself. Well, you know. So what was your first concert? My very first concert was 1988, Monsters of Rock, Kingdom Come, Metallica, um, Dockton, Scorpions, Van Halen. Yeah. Am I missing anyone? No. Yeah. So you saw, yes. you saw Eddie. You saw Eddie live. I saw Eddie for the very first time, yes. And then I saw him again in 2017. Was it 17? No. 2000, 2014. When he came to when Van Halen was touring with David Lee Roth, 
I seen him in that Amway uh, Center in Florida, Orlando. Nice. And uh, so I was I was happy to see him in 86, 88 when he was with Sammy and then again with David. So, you know, I was like, okay, because I was also like, always want to see him with David. I mean, it was cool I got to see him with Sammy, but I never thought, you know, at, you know between 86 and, you know, 2014 that uh, – that they would reunite and everybody did and that was good and i got to see that so um tell me some of these other guitarists that you've seen we were talking seen, about before the show like and you've seen yeah. a bunch of great guitarists so tell me some of them i seen tom morello he was you know uh him and him and uh brains against machine helmet um 1992 new year's eve it was turned actually 91 and 92 new year's eve and um Tom Morello's um, an incredible guitarist. He is, yes. Yeah. And he's yeah. so versatile. Like you saw him with Rage. I've seen him with Rage and with this other band called Street Sweeper Social Club, which is a, a rapper and then uh the Rage Against the Machine band behind. And then they also, you know, fucking killed it with Audio Slave. I mean, yeah. Tom Morello, and he's not he's rarely um put up there in the same categories as Eddie Van Halen, um, or some of Stevie Ray Vaughan, but he is quite fucking talented as a guitarist you should see him live it's amazing yeah um i've seen uh dime bag daryl dime bag daryl dime bag daryl dime bag daryl yeah i've seen dime bag um seen him three times i want to say like 90 92 94 and 95 i want to yeah so, one of the Ozfest. It was yeah, one of the Ozfest. Dude, I was just going to say that. Like, the first time. <laughs> the last like, time I saw him was at Ozfest. Well, the first time Ozfest. I saw him was at Ozfest. Like, I've seen him uh, about as many times as you have. But right. when I was graduating, my girlfriend at the time, her mom, bought me tickets to go see Ozfest, the first Ozfest. Yeah. And this had Marilyn Manson. This had uh, Power Man 5000, Fear Factory. It had, uh, like, also Pantera. And, like, maybe a week before the show i fucking lost this ticket man so i was panicked and my parents were nice enough to like buy me a replacement or something like that but right i fucking finally was able to go to this concert and I, the first time i saw pantera and they fucking they had the biggest pit um i've ever seen in my life and still to this day the biggest mosh pit i've ever seen in my life but the thing that stood out most about this show and i've told this story a million times but marilyn manson had you, a, a big fucking cross made out of beer bottles behind him and he's singing sweet dreams and he's like he hits this one note and he fucking picks up his mic stand and then chucks it at this fucking cross made of beer bottles and it just shatters just shatters into a million fucking pieces and he just sure as shit man he just picks up the fucking neck of a broken beer bottle man and just goes fucking from like his chest to his stomach just like and like instant and like it went in again. It was like, you know, I'm an 18 year old kid. I've never seen this shit before. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was some crazy shit. And this is like right after Pantera just fucking blew the top off the place. I mean, it, right. the first Ostest was incredible. Yeah. Um, do you like these? Do you like going to these festivals or do you like the more intimate kind of shows? No, I like, I like the festivals. I like, uh, I, I miss the festivals actually. Um, I never had a chance to go on a three-day festival. That's one of my bucket lists if they ever bring concerts back and festivals. I would love to sign my name up on a three-day festival. It's always something I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, the first time I seen Pantera was in 92, and that was with uh, White Zombie, 
and Pantera, and then open up for Metallica. I mean, Megadeth. It was Megadeth. It was, yeah, White Zombie, Pantera, and Metallica. And it was right before Rob Zombie. This is like the Thunder Kiss 65 album that came out. So they opened up, and then there was Pantera, and then there was Megadeth. I left during Megadeth. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is why I love Santori, man, because we are fucking totally cut from the same cloth. (laughs) You know, I saw... um, it was a uh, Rob Zombie and Pantera playing up at Red Rocks. It was like the Monsters of Metal or something like that. And uh, I went up there with a, a couple of my friends, uh, a dude named Joel, a dude named Mike. Um, we were just like sitting up there. It was like a, an all day kind of concerts. We got up there early and there was this like old couple like sitting in front of us and they had this big, big fucking cooler and they kept like pulling out this Ziploc bags of fruit and they just like kept eating them and they're like would you like to have some and we're like 18 19 years old and we're like yes strangers we would definitely like to eat your fruit from this bag that you got out of this cooler and so we're fucking eating it and we're like getting pretty fucking hammered because they it was soaked in like vodka or something like that and we're just like sitting here just kind of dazed and fucked up and this dude just (laughs) comes up and starts talking to these guys up there and then i look up i'm like that's vinnie paul that's fucking nice. Vinnie Paul from Pantera, the one of the best drummers of all fucking time. He's just like standing right in front of me. I'm too fucking drunk. I'm not saying anything to this guy. I'm just like staring at him. I'm sure he looked at me like this guy is very weird right now because he's just staring at me. But <laughs> like, right? That was my that was my interaction with uh, Vinnie Paul there. My brush well, of greatness. Well, no, I I used to work at a strip club in Orlando called Rachel's. And this was like uh, 2005. It was like a year after uh, Dimebag died. And uh, I heard rumors that they used to come in all the time, like my my co-workers, my uh, other you know, um, employees that I worked in, Rachel said, uh, yeah, you know, Vinny Paul comes in here all the time. Well, he finally came in one of the days I was working and uh, he, he got sat down and my friend introduced me to him and said, hey, this is, you know, Santori's being called. And I said, oh, the Cowboys from Hell are here. I said, you know, hey, very nice to meet you. I said, my condolences to your brother. And, and that was it. But yeah, I shook Benny's hand and I got to do that. Yeah. But, you know, what a, a tragic story for those two. They were so talented. Was, and then they yeah. Up yeah. No, it was just, it, it, when I heard that about dying, I was like, oh, my God, who the fuck would do that? Cause, you know, like, and the whole reason I heard was because they, the band was broken up, Pantera was broken up. Well, you know what? You just ruined every chance for them to ever have a reunion. <laughs> you dumbass. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was just like, it's it tragic. It doesn't. It like, is tragic. Like, and it, it's very much like Joy Division um, <laughs> with Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis. Um, and same with Kurt Cobain. It's like, there's so much genius that's just like taken out of the the world and you know what yeah. we're we are yeah. definitely not in a, a better place because they <laughs> like you know they right. could have done something great um you know look at how what new order did without him like he yeah. could have elevated look at kurt cobain like look at fucking foo fighters yeah foo fighters man look i mean like Dave, man yeah you know so it, it's unfortunate um rob roberts wants to point out that that's where he met you mike was at rachel's the strip club you guys worked <laughs> that, together <laughs> yes that's right that's right. He was a, he was a chef. Nice. Yeah, chef Rob Roberts of Rachel's strip club fame. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's where we met. So tell me what makes a metal show unique and you know, give me some uh, popular misconceptions of a metal show. 
Wow, that's that's ooh, those are good questions. Um, but for me, what makes the metal show so unique is um, pretty much the atmosphere, the people, and the music. I mean, like you got like like for ex example, like Slayer. When when people go to see Slayer, you know it's going to be like nothing but energy and just pull out, just running around, fun. You know, just you know it's going to be loud. You know it's going to be like in your face and you might get punched in the face a couple times but you know you know where you're getting stuff into so you know you're so pumped up for just just the music it's really what it is it makes it unique you know it depends on the band and like you know like with tool and like comparing to the tool and slayer so with tool they have the visuals and that goes along with the music so you're preparing yourself for that and i think this is basically just you know what the band provides to make it unique is on the band but um to make it like uh your other question one more time uh what are some popular misconceptions i don't know like probably like the the bands that you're gonna go see that you think are metal but are not really considered as metal or maybe hardcore metal like if you take a cannibal corpse person and you show them you know like uh another name for metal probably take Campbell corpse and then combine it with like um we could but, but let's say with um poison you really don't put those two guys together because they just don't go hand in hand but you take Campbell corpse put some with slayer then yeah you take motley crew and you take poison together that works you know you know what i'm saying it depends on what metal is metal because that's considered you know hair rock glam rock whatever Metal is like more like you know Slayer, Pantera, Metallica. That's metal. Ozzy's metal. He's Godfather metal, actually. Him and Ronnie James deal. But yeah, I hope I answered your question. I hope I answered it well. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to welcome in a, uh, a friendly face to the Mile High podcast, uh, James. Hello, James. What's up, Dave? What's up, Zandori? What up, James? So I invited James on. Like I said, I, I always like to invite people to their first metal shows. And uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about bringing James to a, this metal show was like he was a blank slate. So he had no preconceived notions really going in. Uh, so I brought him on because I was kind of wanted to see what his perceptions of. Like, you know, I'm very fond of heavy metal shows. And uh, so I'm automatically biased. So I just wanted to get like someone's opinion from somebody who hasn't really been involved in that kind of atmosphere. So James, I want to ask I, you, I thought it was how me, the hell are man. you? I'm for, good, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. No, uh, fucking a metal show is weird. You know, it was different. Here's something about me. Like I appreciate all types of music. I've seen rap shows. I've seen country shows. Um, I don't love music like other people do. I, and it's a, I know it's such a weird thing to, for somebody to say, but I don't love music the way other people do. I it, it, It's neutral to me. I appreciate it all straightforward or across the board. You know, some things I find more interesting than others, like, uh, you know, hello, me, it's me again. That's To, to me, that's metal music, like Megadeth and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's something that stuck out. But to be able to go to a show... Like, it was cool. It was exactly what you would expect to see. You know, it was a big mosh pit. It's a lot of, like, 
testosterone and shit, but it was cool, man. It was oh, the, the people were nice. Uh, the music was cool. I it, I could see why people like going to those shows, but like a lot, lot of like a lot of great things. I think a metal show is an atmosphere that people specifically like, and so that was a neat thing. I like a place with a good atmosphere. Yeah, and you know he. Uh... We went to As I Lay Dying and uh, After the Burial, which is like metal. It's like, that's some fucking serious metal. And uh, one, I think a popular misconception of metalheads and metal shows is that people are evil and they're out to like fucking just punch people. And But we're like the biggest, softest fucking teddy bears <laughs> in the world, man. I, I mean, like when you're in a, a mosh pit, and you fall down, we're the people that pick you up. I mean, we're not going to, like, step on you and, like, try to hurt you. It's like, you know, the fucking the pit comes to a stop, and we pick you up. And I think that's always fun to to see people who like James, who's, like, a blank slate, or I brought a bunch of other friends who've never kind of been in that world, and, like, they're always blown away by, like, how nice we are. And So I would – here's what I associate it to is – Metal show is the closest that I've come to the drum circles in Venice Beach, California. And the reason I say that is metal shows are the Venice Beach drum circles were so like tribal. Like, because what they would do is over the weekends on Saturdays and Sundays, as the sun goes down, people just bring out their bongos and shit and we just boom, 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 boom. But what it does is it creates this this kind of like rhythm like it catches a heartbeat much like metal music does if you really listen to it it's just a tempo and it gets everybody in that crowd working around that tempo so you create this tribal Mm -hmm. singularity of movement type thing and so watching that concert where like a wave of people was moving in uh in the metal show that was the closest association i i could see to it it was the just that super deep tribalness that uh, I saw at the drum circles, quite honestly. One thing I love about metal shows, what you kind of hit on there, James, is like when they fucking start hitting that double bass in the, the fucking jump, it's like, you, the bass is so hard. Like you feel that in your fucking body. Like the whole fucking place vibrates. You're like, oh my God. And that's what like ramps you up. That's what gets you going. Right. Yeah, and right, like it's, you said, it's, it's a wave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as the music starts, man, you see the whole fucking crowd just like it's like breathing and right. moving, and then sometimes the pits break out, and then but it, for the most time, it, you look like schools of fish, like it just like it waves around. It's and that doesn't unique. happen at con- that doesn't happen at rap concerts that I've been to. That doesn't happen at country concerts that I've been to. It's something about it's it's the deep. Listen, I've been married to music people, to music people for enough time, and my children are so musicals. It's the deep percussion, man. It's the deep percussion mm-hmm. that usually is such a huge part of metal music that really gets people and and the repeated rhythms. You know what I mean? Like it, it is. It's the only other place I've ever seen that. I've been to a lot of different varieties of like half-ass concerts. There are the drum circle. That's literally the two times i've seen just people kind of roll into that uh fluid motion uh i love that so 
James, thank you for coming on. So you have the option because this is your company. You can stay on and finish chatting with us. We'd love to have you on, or you can plug your wares and then you can go. And I have some things I got to do, and I know we have meetings later tonight, so <laughs> I will plug my wares. Um, guys, we have Mountain Shore Media uh, coming up. I it's it's going to be a whole page. It's going to be a whole different shop than Mountain Shore. Uh, you will be able to find it off the Mountain Shore Facebook page, the Mountain Shore Media on eBay. If you fucking like old VHS tapes that are still wrapped in plastic for some reason, like <laughs> like Rick Steeds. I see. I have a thing on, but oh oh oh, Rick Steeds travel the world. Ooh. <laughs> I will. If you have any dwarf golf, I will eat that shit up. I don't have Dorf Golf. No Dorf Golf. I can't. Well, I'm sorry, man. You don't have a no no sale. There you go. But yeah, so uh, Mountain Shore and eBay, uh, Mountain Shore Media is coming up in the next week or so, and then uh, James's game is next Friday, and it's gonna be cool, right? Am I making the right date up to twenty six? Yes, you right? are correct. Next week is uh, James's games, and uh, Amanda Hawkins is coming back to Amanda's play. Hopefully, on. Santori will be there. Santori's there to defend his title. You know, I'm going to bring up a bunch of different people. Who knows what I'm going to do? I have no plan. So, <laughs> oh, here we go again. Uh, we'll find out when James finds out. Uh, yeah, we'll all experience it together. So, you guys, I will see you guys a little bit later. Enjoy the rest of your show, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, James. See you, man. So, you know, metal shows are crazy as fuck. They, yeah. are, they are a completely different world. Uh, I've seen some massive mosh pits. I've seen all sorts of crazy shit. Like I said, Marilyn Manson, you know, slitting himself. I mean, some crazy <laughs> shit. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you go first, man. Tell me just a, a crazy fucking concert story. Well, for me, it was uh, Lollapalooza two in 1992. Um, Ministry was there. Red Hot Chili Peppers headlined it. And um, I saw that show too. See, we're yes. fucking, we are brothers from another. Right? Moment, that was a great. That was great. And. uh I was at a place called Pine Knob and it was like an outdoor arena and they had like a big, huge hill. And then they had like a big, like long sidewalk and then they had a pavilion. Well, when ministry was on stage, some great fans decided to go ahead and rip the side of uh, the ground and just start, you know, having a side fight, you know, and you look behind you and you see all this like dirt flying in the air. And then it came like down to us, like in a pavilion that was actually, it hit like, some uh, ministries like equipment that Al Jurgensen had to stop the show and say, and call them all out and said, you know, stop throwing this shit. We'll get off the stage. We got expensive equipment up here. And I was just like, uh, but yeah, I remember that. And there's a couple, you know, a couple, you know, things of like memories of you just having, you know, of a memory of being there, you know, being at a concert, you know, like, it's been like a year since like two almost two years since i've been to a concert and it's just like what the hell but yeah and then of course the last concert i saw before everything was uh i saw pete townsend and uh roger daughtry also known as the Ooh. so that was my last show <laughs> and i'm hoping that it That's won't be last my show, last show. it is it was and that you know i always said that to like everyone you know i always take it as you know if i were going to, going to be dead tomorrow what was the last show you saw? So saying, hey, you know, I went and saw the, the Who if I were to die tomorrow, it's all right to say. You know, I would say that better than saying, you know, I went and saw, you know, I don't know. 
What? Jonas you know, my Brothers. Last, or my last show was the <laughs> SLA Dang show with James. So, you know, again, uh, you know, a memorable show, a memorable experience. So, um, I when I think about the metal shows I've been to, I think of two things. One, the injuries. Um, I was very much a presence in the mosh pit. And then the older I got, yes. like the further out yes. from the mosh pit I get to, like basically right now I'm like the, the old guy on the side of the pit, like, oh, they fall into me. I'm like, here you go, buddy. You're okay. And I push him back in. That's kind of where I am these days. Like right. I, I used to be like heavy in the mosh pit, but um, I remember a uh, fucking Lamb of God show uh, mm, yeah. with Children of Bodom. Uh, uh, my wife and I, we went with a couple of her friends, uh, some of our friends. And we were trying to get up front close because Children of Bowden was playing. And this dude who is married to my wife's best friend, fucking, he gets point on the head. But instead, I don't like Darius, who's just like, or DW, who's just like, ow. <laughs> like, no, man, I like look in this guy's eyes as he gets point on his head. And I just see the lights snap out in his fucking head. And I see him start to drop. So I catch him. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do with this fucking guy? He is knocked out cold. <laughs> so I started dragging him. And the only thing I could do to get to the side was to go through the mosh pit. So I literally fucking dragged this guy through the mosh pit. He's unconscious. I'm dragging him. And people are like fucking, you know, hitting you. You know, this is a mosh pit. So like, they're like, oh, this dude just like trying to walk through the mosh pit. Let's hit him. So I'm like, I'm trying to carry this guy. Finally, I get him to the, the side of the stage and he's starting to come too. But that was quite a harrowing experience. Um, I tore a shoulder muscle. My uh, cousin Ben, who's never been to a, mo- a heavy metal concert either, uh, um, I took him to this festival called Sounds of the Underground. And one thing I love about um, these metal festivals, like in metal, you, it's hard to like find new bands because they don't play your shit anywhere. You have to actively search for new bands to listen to. And so I like metal festivals because they always have new bands. And my my nephew Ben. All right, my nephew, my cousin Ben um, was with us and he was about to get sucked into this Lamb of God pit. But I fucking, I reached in and I pulled him out. And <coughs> just then I got fucking hit in the back from my shoulder and I tore my fucking shoulder. I couldn't move that shit for weeks, brother. That's crazy. So I, when I think of metal shows, I always think of the, uh, the injuries. injuries. But two, what really makes a great show for me, um, like there are great shows. Like you go to see Nine Inch Nails and it's fucking great every single time. What makes one of those concerts go from really good to great is the opening acts. Yeah. I mean, an opening act can really um, set the show to a whole new territory. Um, Absolutely. Some of the best opening acts that I've seen, um, A Perfect Circle for Nine Snails, of course, but one of my favorite bands of all time, and I kid you not, this is probably one of my top five favorite bands, is this band called Devochka. Never heard of them. I know you have it. They're wow. they're a local Colorado <laughs> band. Okay. Um, and they play like this. It's like Eastern European folk music and rock music. I mean, like the and it sounds it, it completely it'll you have no idea what it sounds like. So you have to go and find it. It's called Devochka. Devochka. They open for fucking Marilyn Manson. All right. (laughs) So Marilyn Manson, Devochka, two completely different bands. And so like 
watching get the first they get up there and they start playing they have like a ch- they have um you know stand up bass a dude's playing a violin another guy has like a tuba i swear I, I shit you not and like people are like booing him and shit and then like two songs in they fucking they 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 got the crowd they won the crowd and by the time this is done like this fucking Marilyn Manson crowd was just going ballistic for this fucking band Devochka and you will know Devochka because if you've ever seen the movie Little Miss Sunshine Devochka is the music that they play throughout the entire movie Really so, Yep um some other great opening acts man is a uh, Dresden Dolls open for 9 Inch Nails they were fucking fantastic Um this new name, this guy named Snoop Dogg opened for Dave Matthews Band. That was pretty cool. He was a good opening act. <laughs> I, I kid you not, Santori. So uh, Mike Potter, who is one of my buddies and who is married to Christy of the Potter Girls podcast, he took me to a, a Dave Matthews Band show and Snoop Dogg was opening for him. That's and funny. If you go to a Dave Matthews Band man, concert, like it's all, how many shows have you been to? Oh, I've been to like 35. How many shows? Oh, I've been to like 42. And I guarantee you, dude, I am the only person in that fucking stadium that has been to Snoop Dogg more than I had seen Dave Matthews been. I've seen him a couple times. He never disappoints. He's a great showman. All right. So I told you to think about your top five favorite concerts. I want you to rank them. Top five. Go. All right. Number one being like the best I've ever been to is Monsters of Rock 1988 because of my first show. Second would be Lollapalooza 92. And then after that would be Bane Halen, um, 2000, whatever year that was, 15, I think it was, can't remember. But it was 2015, 14, 14. And then Pantera, Sam Pantera, the, the show with uh, Wade Zombie opened up for Pantera and Megadeth. And then number five would be seeing um, Black Sabbath with Ozzy. Nice. Nice. So my top five. Number five, Nine Snails and Soundgarden. Um, nice. That's the, that the one and only time I've seen Chris Cornell, and that dude was crazy fucking talented. And yeah. I was never a huge Soundgarden fan, but um, just seeing him live was amazing. So yeah, uh, I'm very lucky to have seen it. And um, I have a great story behind it. So Courtney, who is uh, – who comes on the show? She's from Lova. She's the one of our reigning champions of James's games. Um, her and her friend Claire actually bought me a ticket to go see Nine Inch Nails. Like at that time, man, I was like in some serious financial issues. So, and they knew that, and they knew that I fucking wanted to see Nine Inch Nails, and they were really kind, and they got me a ticket. And when I went up there, the show was just unbelievable. So I will forever be grateful to Courtney and Claire for taking me to that show. Um, but just to be able to see. Chris Cornell, I think that propelled it to top five. Uh, number four is one of my favorite bands. It's like one of those bands that like, like you have got to like listen to them because then once you listen to them, you'll understand. But it's a band called Churches, uh, but there's a V instead of a U. Um, I love 80s, like new wave kind of sound. And they're a very a modern new wave band. And they're, I mean, they're just an incredible band. Um, and then I saw them and they just, they fucking tore it up. I mean, great band. So churches with a V, uh, lamb of God and in flames. Nice. Um, that was a great show. Um, I brought a, a bunch of my friends like Courtney. Um, again, she came with me as well as a couple of my other employees. I was a terrible boss back then. I was a very bad influence on my crew when I was at uh, noodles and company. I was like, Leo, let's go to this metal show together. Well, 
one of our friends was uh, crowd surfing for the first time and got dropped on the pole right that right at the front fucking uh, dude got dropped on the pole hitting right in the back and the lead singer of in flames like stopped he's like are you okay and he's like yeah and then he's like okay <laughs> so yeah he one of my so one of my employees fucking got dropped on the pole and then stopped the show to make sure he's okay so that uh, that was That's a fun good. one uh, Nine Snails, the Perfect Circle. Uh, Perfect Circle is just an incredible band, and then Nine Inch Nails is just always incredible. And then number one, Nine Inch Nails and David Bowie. I, my, my dad got me those. My mom and dad, and my dad took me there, and my friend Joel was with me, um, and we were there for Nine Inch Nails, and we stayed for David Bowie. And I'm so fucking glad that we did because David Bowie. It's David Bowie, man. Like, I don't yeah, know. no, I, yeah, no. That's awesome. You got to see that. That's yeah, awesome. So I'm pretty blessed to see that. I'm pretty blessed to see oh, yeah. so many. I've seen so many great artists. Um, I've seen Billy Joel, George Michael, um, the Monkees, Weird Al. I've seen Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, uh, fucking Dimebag Daryl. I've seen. I'm um, one of my favorite bands right now is a band called Born of Osiris, and they have this guitarist named Lee uh, Lee McKinney. And this dude's a fucking, he's a virtuoso on a guitar. Yeah. If you, there's so rare to have like a virtuoso playing a metal guitar. So he's, yeah. I, I get to see so many great fucking musicians, man. Um, so I'm pretty lucky to have seen all these. How about you? Yeah. Man? No, man, me too. I've seen a lot. Like you, uh, you mentioned the monkeys. I've seen the monkeys probably the same year you went and saw them. Um, or like late, late nineties, something like mid nineties. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen a lot of great bands, a lot of great people. I'm very fortunate and grateful to see them. And um, I would like to see them again, see some more in the future. I, I need to go to a concert. I mean, especially yeah, summertime's coming. And I just it's just weird not being able to go to a concert. I'll go, I'll keep going to concerts until my body says I can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm right until there with I, you. Unless they don't come back again, but whatever. I'm just yeah, saying, well, I love concerts. I love, you know. Love outdoor atmosphere stuff and good times and having a good time with good people and good music. Absolutely. And that's one thing that you and I share. We just like, we love music and we love yeah. to see music. And uh, my cousin, Amanda, who was on last week and is, will be on next week. I mean, she's a, a great fucking performer. So it's like just going to see her play, um, you know, just live music and seeing her play is great. I, I can't wait for the fucking concert venues to show up, man. Like to open yep. up. Just to go to I'm a ready. show, um, yeah. you know, a metal show again. If you're talking about like COVID, man, a metal show is definitely not the concert that you, uh, <laughs> you want to have during COVID times. But it's so right. fucking great. Right. You know, you know, nope. It, There'd be no moshing. Yeah, I just want to hear it. Yeah, right. You know, anytime, there's always those signs. I used to always steal those signs that said like, no stage diving. And they right. always used to post that up at the Fillmore. So yeah. I used to just like steal them. So I used right. to, I used to have a stack of all these no uh, stage diving things. I, I always stole shit. Like it sounds really bad, but I was like, I stole a poster. I stole a sign that says, so I'm not like, you know, some arch right. criminal or no. something like that, but right. there's some fun things. And metal shows like one of the funnest things to do is like to wait for the show to be over to try to catch a drumstick or a, a pick. Right. I have drumsticks and picks from great shows that I've seen. Right. So, right. Left, left yeah. over stuff on the floor. Yeah, found some shoes. Get shoes. Some shoes oh, you always find shoes. Get some shoes. There's always probably ten shoes <laughs> and a bunch of glasses. There's some eyeglasses. It's shoes, and 
if you're lucky, you'll find a couple bucks that like fell on. All right. But, yeah. Yeah, if you play your if you play your cards right, man, you can probably make out with like ten bucks worth of like collectibles, <laughs> and you can like trade them for burritos. We used to always have burritos. Um, like these old like uh, Hispanic folks would like sit out in front of the concert venues and sell fucking burritos, and there is nothing better at like twelve o'clock at night. You're fucking sweaty from the pit, right. and you're like, I'm gonna crush this fucking burrito right now. And they're like yeah. two bucks, man. You're like, give me like eight burritos. It's great. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, man. we didn't have that. That just means you got to come to a, a show up here, bro. I would. No, I'd love to. I'd love to see a show at Red Rocks, dude. I love seeing oh, a show at Red Rocks. Yeah. Well, next time, you know, as soon as Red Rocks is opening up the <laughs> summer, I mean, like, there's going to be a, a bunch of shows. So, you know, next time you come down here, man, we'll go fucking see a show up there. Um, last story about Red Rocks. So, um, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, was Dan Fogelberg. I have to show, I have to um, say the story because my mom uh, like tells the story all the time. So this is my Red Rock story. Um, I was like than. young. Yeah, longer than. Longer than. Fishes fish in, the in the ocean. So for some reason, Higher we got like than. front row tickets and like I got to go up on stage and hang out with Dan Fogelberg. Really? I mean, yeah. I was, did, it, did you sing longer with him? I don't remember, them? man. I was young, uh, bro. That'd been cool. That was cool. Yeah, Dan Fogelberg was Red good. Rocks. He's a good guy. Yeah, but that was my right. Red Rock. I have a bunch of Red Rock stories, but that was the one that I know my mom would, uh, my mom appreciate would appreciate because uh, I know she's watching the show tonight. So okay, well. uh, that's about it. Anything else you want to add about concerts? Anything? Uh, any shout nah, outs? I just, I just wish they would come back eventually, and you know, I'm patiently waiting. But uh, yeah, and um. Wednesday nights, uh, tune into uh, Now What with Santori and um, Dr. Detroit. What Detroit. now or now what? What, what now? Now what? <laughs> what now? It's either what, way. Either or. What now? Please you should just like, name it What Now What? Because now that what? way you, call, <laughs> you get both. What now? What now what? Now what? You know, I just go with, you know, and of course, number one dick. Yeah, Wednesday nights and um, yeah. Thank you for having me on tonight. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. It was a nice, intimate, a uh, a nice intimate show tonight. Um, yes. But we still everyone gotta, be good to each other. Yeah, hold on. We're not, we're not leaving yet, man. Gotta, oh, we're not leave. leaving yet? Oh, no, I gotta, leaving. Oh. I, have, I have shit I need to plug, Santori. Come on. Oh, okay. I know, I know you're anxious oh, I to get you, out here. No, I'm not anxious to get out. I just thought you were ending. My bad. But still be no, good you, to each other. Yeah. Still, <laughs> Be good to each other now, and then be good to each other in about five more minutes when we're done. <laughs> so, and the, just be good to each other for like the next five minutes, okay? Um, <laughs> so, next Friday on uh, March twenty sixth at eight, 8 p.m., uh, we have the next James's Games. Hopefully, I will win one. I will win one eventually because the odds just say that I'm smart enough one time <laughs> to be able to win. But I've haven't been doing so great lately. Uh, but we have a, uh, a James's Games. We have Santori, Mel, and our special guest is Amanda Hawkins. Um, and then, as you see behind me, Caldera. I am trying to sell the fuck out of this book because it is a good fucking book. And not just because I wrote it, but because it's a legitimately a good fucking book. So um, you can go to Amazon.com and uh, purchase Caldera. You can go to BarnesandNoble.com and get the ebook. Uh, I have the Racy Space. Uh, audiobook about to drop which is pretty cool i'm listening to all the chapters for the caldera audiobook so that's fucking cool um so go and get caldera on amazon.com um 
Oh yeah. So for everything, James is in charge of our website. So, you know, everything from Santori, what now, what to all our Truckee <laughs> Pacific shows, um, except for Christy, she'll get on eventually. Um, James will find time to, to upload her onto the uh, website, but you can go to www.truckeepacific.com. Uh, any questions, concerns, comments, if you want to sponsor a show, uh, we also initiate refund requests. Uh, you can go to the milehighpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and then ultimately, we want you to make your money our money. I know Santori is uncomfortable with this part, so <laughs> you can tune out for a second. Um, this is where I'm asking you for money. So please make your money our money. Use that sweet, sweet Biden stimmy money and drop a couple bucks away. I mean, like, you know, if you... Uh, throw down like 10 bucks then you're like a show sponsor if you don't throw down 50 bucks you can be on the show so you know go to venmo at chucky pacific 303 uh we got a shout out to our season sponsors paul and betsy hawkins and we have our episode sponsors bonnie murphy um that's pretty much all i have tonight so santori fucking thank you so much for coming i really appreciate it i love talking music with you i love talking metal um you're just a good fucking dude fucking and fucking slayer man chelsea grin fucking slayer all right bro you guys have a good night and santori take us away be good to each other have a good night be good to each other (laughs) be good to each other this has been a trucky pacific production for sponsorship inquiries and comments go to the mile high podcast at gmail.com